All right, guys, welcome back to Screenworthy, brought to you by The Mind Refinery. I'm your host, Kyle Bodanis. This week, we're doing a full Star Wars nerd out, talking about The Mandalorian and an updated look at the state of the Star Wars franchise. If you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have time, follow The Mind Refinery on social media. And now, on with the show. Here today to discuss Season 2 of The Mandalorian and an updated state of the Star Wars IP are... Mind Refinery Creatives, John Neal. What up? And the hardest working man in show business, Andrew Lanza. Well, I don't know about that, but hey, how's everybody doing? I don't even know if you're the hardest working guy in this podcast. Um, (laughs) I'm not even the hardest working guy in this room, and I'm by myself. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. As we record this, we are a couple days away from sitting by ourselves in the hyperbaric chamber for the holidays. And about five days since season uh, the season two finale, uh, Disney also released their slate of content for Disney Plus. And of course, they are riding the IP wave like crazy. Part of this was a major investment in Star Wars content. So first, we're going to look at season two of The Mandalorian. And then we're going to look at the Star Wars franchise, where it sits, uh, which seems to be in a better place than when we discussed this before. I believe, John... When we asked you about the Star Wars franchise, your answer was no. I'm not even sure what no, that was. No, 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 no. His answer was, <laughs> I don't care. I think yeah. he just says no. I'm like, I don't even know what your reference, what, what it was in reference to. I, he just said no. And like, in hindsight, that was spot on. Uh, um, so what I want to do is, guys, I want to talk about what, about our expectations going into this season. What were they? Uh, why don't you start us off, Andrew Lanza? Um, well, we're writing off last season, which, you know, was a little hit or miss. They definitely kind of brought it together in the end. We were, we were, uh, we, we talked initially, um, I remember in the podcast about kind of it being really like a a villain of the week, um, you know, a destination of the week where Mando's like, I need help. And the guy's like, I need help. If you help me, I'll help you. And then it was kind of every episode, but you know, they, they, they tied it together nicely in the end of season one so i did have some you know expectations going into season two um and honestly like i wasn't trying to get too hyped with everything star wars as of late ever since you know can break the early like ever since the 2000s i've kind of (laughs) like for 20 years yeah Yeah. everything star wars i have like a cautious optimism for like i'm a fan of the series so i want it to be good but I'm a fan of the series, so I know it probably won't be. So, as I said, so I had some expectations going into it, and I got to say they were fully blown out of the water. This this season knocked out of the park. Um, throwing it to you guys. Well, John Neal, what did, what did you think about this season, man? What, uh, well, what were your expectations? I didn't really have any <laughs> um, going into this. Like, I there was the last couple episodes of season one of The Mandalorian I really liked. Um, and I, between the, like, between the two seasons, I managed to get caught up on Clone Wars, and I managed to get caught up on Rebels. Wow. So I had more of an expectation than I thought I would when they announced that Ahsoka Tano was going to be in the show, and that it was going to be Rosario Dawson that was playing her. I thought that was going to be like the, like like the big thing this season, right? Because they managed to keep mostly everything else under wraps. So I didn't have... A huge expectation. I wasn't too sure how it was going to go or how it was going to play out because, you know, it was more or less like a villain of the week thing, like you were saying before. So I don't know. I wasn't too too sure how I was how I was going to feel about it, but um, very, very surprised at yeah. how much I ended up just falling in love with this show. And that's a first for me probably since since I was eight or nine years old. Yeah, since, like, realistically, like, Jedi. Yeah, pretty much. Well, since, like, the initial, like, uh, Phantom Menace hype wore off. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I really knew about going into it is I I figured uh, Ahsoka would be in it. Um, yeah, you had Rosario Dawson. Yeah, so like I mean that, that. So was that was, that was known, and she yeah. pushed and, and she pushed hard for it too. She was like that was something she wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I thought she would be a bigger part, to be quite honest with you. She had the like she was just pretty much in the one episode, right? Other than yeah. her like kind of being teased in a like the the previous one, I yeah. think. Um, but yeah, she was just in the one episode. I mean, my expectations were high, although there were some issues with the first season, which of course is to be kind of expected um the final two to three episodes really kind of pulled it together for me they're really good especially the end you know with the whole death of ig11 thing it was really really great really fantastic stuff which i didn't know but there's a statue of him when they're on uh tattooing 
There's like a commemorative statue of IG88 or not IG88, whatever his name is. IG11. IG11. I didn't. I, did, I didn't notice that. I mean, so I, I didn't notice it. I read it like after the fact. Mm. Oh, I love that. Uh, you know, I mean, so I mean, going into this, we're all wondering, you know, what's going to go on with the baby yoda situation you know you know what's the uh grogu the, the grogu, grogu what's gonna be the moth um, <laughs> uh the moth gus frings situation dark gonna Saber. be dark sabers um jedis you know, all they, they set it up nice yeah they set it up nice yeah i mean the whole thing was put together really really nice and like even just like showing the dark saber and everything made everyone go crazy and um a coherent story in Star Wars, Incredible. yeah, I was really happy what? with the fact that there was basic, uh, basic good writing. I mean, that was <laughs> they didn't just retcon the whole first season. Yeah, I know they should have just they just retconned all of. They even retconned the original trilogy. Just no, to make but sure. actually, he's a Palpatine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like Grogu. Grogu is really a solo. It's yeah. Darth. It's Darth Bane's offspring. It's Darth Bane's Ma- Mando's offspring. just a fucking Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mando's a fucking Chewbacca. Um, I. <laughs> So, what was our thoughts on the actual? Like, what was our actual thoughts on the season? Uh, yeah, I guess I'll jump in. Um, I honestly really liked it. Like, everything was just kicked up a a notch from the last season. Like, all the action sequences. Like, as I was watching it, like the first season, like some of the action sequences are like, uh, like this CG is kind of like a little shady. Like, there's times when he's like riding on his speeder bike and stuff, and it looks like a little off. And, like, this season, like, all the, like, huge set piece action sequences um, that aren't just, like, you know, like, half a minute or whatever. These are, like, full action sequences that are, like, movie quality action sequences. What Be they fight scenes, um, you know, uh, space battles. There were some dope-ass battles on the ground, for instance, when the, um, I know when, when those guys were attacking the little, like, transport that's, that's filled in, like, the Bill Burr episode. That's, like, filled with all the, um like the like the explosive material um i don't know there's the, i just thought the action and just like everything was just kicked up a notch like like you know even the acting the writing the characterization i just thought everything was just a step above last season so i i genuinely really 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 enjoyed this season yeah like i think the big thing for me is i couldn't wait to see the next episode yeah, yeah, which was something that um, I didn't really have from seeing season one, just because every episode kind of felt like it was a one off thing. But objectively speaking, every single episode in, in this season, some, you know, were sort of filler episodes, but not really, because they tended to move the plot along, sort of getting to the next thing and, and discovering the next thing. But objectively speaking, every episode was very good this season like even i know kyle you had initially some reservations about episode one yeah the first one i was like i can't deal with this gun smoke shit for an entire full season right but yeah but the first the first episode had so much deadwood though (laughs) that's true i was like where's fucking swearingen but it was a really good episode like on its own merits uh, speaking objectively it was really fucking yeah it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't bad no, and the same could be said for the for chapter 10, which was the passenger episode, which I actually, at first when I saw the frog character, I was kind of like, well, this is going to be interesting. And then it turned out to actually be pretty fucking dope. Wait, is that and the one where Grogu's just eating its kids the whole time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So good. He just doesn't give a fuck. He just, no. like, munches them. He's like, like, those are babies. Stop. Yeah, these are literally the future of this guy's family. <laughs> yeah. And you're just, just, like, fucking smoking them down. I'm yeah, just he's eating them, like, fucking cheese balls. Also, the rating for that episode is the lowest one of the season, at least on IMDb. And... I actually thought that was a really great episode, episode two. I would still say that was probably the worst episode, objectively. It was still a great episode, don't get me wrong, but it was, like, when you have a season where that was your worst episode, it was a pretty good season. Yeah, they raised the shittiness floor on this, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, like the worst episode wasn't, like, completely egregious, like uh, the previous Bryce Dallas Howard episode. Oh, God, that was so bad. Yeah, but then, I mean, hers this season was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah I saw was. her name at the end of the episode. I'm like, all right, well done. I can't remember yeah. which one it was, but I was like, all right, that was a good episode. Well done. You redeemed yourself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, from the second episode on, it was really great. I mean, like, we met Bo-Katan, which was really sick. Um, you know what I mean? And I like that we kind of ushered in the next phase of the uh, Dave Filoni, like, Clone Wars Rebels storylines. 
because really they've been propping up the series because I, the last time we talked about this, um, ju- you know, with the Rise of Skywalker thing, we were all in like a deep bout of depression. So, I mean, like, and honestly, straight up to Dave Filoni for making elements of the prequels actually good. And at the end of the day, although I, 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 I think that I appreciate episodes one and three, not two because it's objectively terrible, uh, just in all uh, forms, um, I have to admit, uh, these the new trilogy made me appreciate them a lot more um because the shitty yes that's what i was saying <laughs> yeah but what it took was even more garbage to come yeah. out it's like what yeah. it really took for me to appreciate garbage <laughs> was worse garbage um so ahsoka i mean was sick as well like the rumors ended up being true it was really fantastic the opening scene of that show was amazing shout outs to oh uh, my fuck. god where she's like coming in and out of the mist it's yeah. so good fuck that so well done that was the, good the cinematography in this season let me just shout it, it out. was really well put together yeah unbelievable like everything is just so crisp like so money everything looks so good in this in this season and shout outs to uh, our boy kyle reese uh michael bain for coming <laughs> out good to see him get a paycheck yeah. in that episode it's good i mean this guy got fucked up by a terminator and he's back in action uh then he got fucked up again He's just yeah. getting fucked up left and right. I mean, the season really kind of helped fulfill the promise of the of the first season and acted as, like, a salve for the sequel trilogy. And, like, now Star Wars has something that's pushing the narrative a bit more. Like, it's making people want to listen. I mean, like, also, like, we kind of touched on some of these things, but, like, what were our season highlights? Oh, man. I honestly, I have to give a shout-out to Bill Burr. I was just about... That was going to be mine, yeah. Because... Uh, outside of maybe the finale episode which obviously we'll we'll talk about but his episode in particular was my favorite one of the season john i think you said something what what did you say in the group chat something about like there is more like character development he had more character development than finn had and they did it in In less than 30 yeah and they did it in one scene in one episode of this show Dude, that scene where he's, like, having the drink with, like, the Imperial commander or whatever. Yeah. And, like, Mando's there without his helmet on. Joe Chill. <laughs> just having drinks with Joe Chill. Yeah. Um. <laughs> that was, like, you're, you're, you're 100% right, man. Like, the care And, like, that wasn't an easy scene to deliver. And, like, I don't know. I've seen Bill Burr in some stuff. And I wouldn't say – like, he's not a bad actor. But I wouldn't say he's, like, the best actor ever. But yeah. honestly, in that scene, dude knocked it out of the park. He just has he doesn't. Ha- he just it. doesn't have range. That's all. But that's he's not like he's a stand-up comedian. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's not. Yeah. Like he just doesn't have range. But the stuff he is in, like he chooses his roles wisely, yeah. and like this was really good because he's playing kind of a dirtbag. He's kind of funny, but he's also got that swarthy look. And I think that that comment about Finn is spot on. And I really feel bad for John Boyega because I believe yeah, he's so a, he, he's a very talented individual. Um, mm-hmm. And they set and, him up for so much in the first in the first. Uh, I mean, yeah, the whole the thing was episode. the whole thing was just like it was a botch. Ju- yeah, it was botch, yeah. junk promises. I mean, we're gonna get into Ryan Johnson because he's slated to direct more uh, oh, movies boy. and all that kind of Is stuff. He? Uh, oh, we're gonna boy. get in. We're gonna get into. Hold on to that because I'm gonna go. We're gonna go through the slate. I don't even want to talk about that. Uh, yeah. We're gonna go through the slate. No, we're talking about. Oh, we're getting into it. <laughs> I think do it. I, I just wanted to mention, I think the the biggest reason why I'm mentioning the Bill Burr thing is because it was completely unexpected. I yes. didn't, uh, I didn't, ex- one, I didn't expect them to bring him back this season because they obviously had made no mention about it. And, and you know, I follow Bill's uh, social media and I, I didn't, you know, there was no peep about it, uh, uh, like up until it was, it was happening. And then they made him an incredible character. Like he's a fucking Star Wars character now. Like, I can actually say that Bill Burr is a Star Wars character. Mayfield is a character in Star Wars that I actually action care figure. about. That I can't, yeah. Give me that bald, redheaded action figure right yeah. now. Put it on my shelf. It's just a picture of his character doing stand-up. <laughs> Did you guys see that video of um, him? It's like his character. It's like the Mando, but then it's uh, over overdubbed with him talking shit about Star Wars. <laughs> Oh my god, it's so I love good. That. It's I love so how good. I love how Favreau had to actually ask him to be in the show. Like they wrote that character for him. Oh really? Like yeah, Bill Burr talked that. talked about it on his podcast. They basically they, they Favreau called him up and said, "We're writing a character for you in Star Wars. Do you want to do it?" And Bill Burr was like, uh, "You know, I trash Star Wars all the time, right?" <laughs> and Favreau's like, "Well, that's why I think you'd be perfect for it." Exactly. Good. And spot on, man. He was right. And even the even the slight jokes that he was cracking in that episode, that's how you do comedy in Star Wars. 
which yeah. is something that I didn't like even in The Force Awakens because they kind of tried to turn Finn into that character a bit with him and Harrison Ford getting into it like trash compactor and stuff like that in The Force Awakens when they kidnapped uh, what's what's that stormtrooper? I can't even remember Captain what, what her name is. Captain Phasma. Because oh, yeah. so forgettable. But yeah, it's like... They they tried to make everything like a running gag with 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 him and the Force Awakens and it just that's not how I remember humor in Star Wars. It, it's the Bill Burr thing is how I remember humor in Star Wars. Yeah, the humor in Star Wars is almost like very like natural, kind of like off the cuff, off the cuff, real life humor. It's not so yeah. much like like jokes. And I'm talking about in the original trilogy. Like, yes, I'm, not, I'm yes. not talking about in the prequel trilogy or the mm-hmm. more recent. But like in the original trilogy, it always felt very organic. The comedy. Yeah, this isn't yeah. The Office, guys. This is fucking mm-hmm. Star Wars. They're yeah. like saying all this, like uh, I like I couldn't deal with it. And everyone's like, you know, and a lot of people were like, uh, you know, it's humor, and I'm like, it's not fucking funny. <laughs> it's not fucking funny. Okay, it's not. It's funny if you're like, no, it's not. I mean, like I'm with my little cousins, and they're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, fuck, if you laughed read. once at Jar Jar unironically, you can fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to speak in patois i'm like what the space like what is this shit um i felt bad for anybody of caribbean descent <laughs> basically uh my whole thing you know about the season i mean like it really i mean i thought it was good the whole way through but like once the ahsoka part happened i'm like this is really turning into something super special you know what mm-hmm. i mean like it's yeah um the rosario da- uh rosario dawson's casting was absolutely fantastic um she I means she's generally good in, in like whatever she does and she has like the high nerd levels enough to fully respect the character yeah. and like um you know what it means to fans of the clone wars you know and really kind of highlights and i i think the presence of it kind of like really highlighted what dave filoni has been able to achieve with that whole storyline because people were just like this is fucking incredible yeah I, yeah, I also, and then teasing Thrawn at the end, like wow, because yeah. mm-hmm. this is what they should have fucking done in the first place. Like, the, like that whole storyline with Thrawn and everything, like the heir to the Jedi, like all this kind of shit. This is like what they should have done with the sequel trilogy. Like, they it, like it just was because they're dipping into this stuff anyways at this point. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly, exactly. What what they need to do is just like. Be like, all right, all the books, all the everything, whatever, it's there, it's ripe for the taking. And then what you can, all they need to do to explain it away is like anytime they need to contradict it, be like, oh, those are based on myths. Those are legends. So like, obviously, like legends and myths are going to contradict reality. So like, you know what I mean? So like anytime, like you can consider those one like pretty much essentially 100% canon, but then anytime it's contradicted or they have to retcon something, be like, oh, you know, yeah, it's a myth. It's obviously you can get change. You can change a book. They changed fucking history in Braveheart. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, they, <laughs> this happens all like this kind of shit. No one's gonna be like, oh, they didn't fall. Like, yeah, just to fully discount this entire rich lore and and rich, um, you know, all these stories and relegate them to like a B canon or whatever you want to call them is just stupid. Like, like disney when they came into it you like you had the groundwork like you didn't have to follow it to a t and now they're finally realizing oh shit we had that like we should have we should have been doing that and i and it really and i know we're getting a little off topic here but i really it really feels like they're like a retconning the new trilogy like well, they should. they're absolutely yeah, they, they're, they should they're just gonna I, I i was interesting because i call i was calling it a historical like sorry uh, a chronological retcon where all they have to do they don't have to actually omit it they just have to do everything before it and never pay attention to it yeah that's just ign- all they all literally all they need to do is ignore it john what's one of your what's another one of your highlights um probably uh obviously boba fett coming back was huge um I still have uh, my Boba Fett action figure on my shelf here that I've had since oh, I was a kid, yeah. and I didn't, uh, I didn't like, I kind of expected it, but um, yeah, that that was huge, and and I even had some people kind of, by people I mean other friends, kind of add like, didn't he die and all that stuff, and I was like, yeah, but you know, after seeing you know Mando literally escaping from the bowels of this massive fucking creature what was it like a dragon or something they called it in episode one or whatever it was yeah i forget what the name of the creature was it's like yeah he could have survived the sarlacc and all that stuff so i had some friends that were kind of like iffy about that 
but I, of course, was familiar with with uh, how he had survived in the comics because I had read about it. Yeah, there's a thermal detonator, um, right, and gets out. One of them was about a thermal detonator, and something. There was another one about. I think there was a couple different stories, like legend stories, about how he did it. Thermal detonator was obviously the number one, and then the other one was about how the Sarlacc, like they consume you over a thousand years or whatever it is. So, like I guess the consciousness of one of its first victims absorbed itself into the Sarlacc, and Boba Fett was actually able to talk his way out. <laughs> that was another interesting theory. Wow, that's kind of cool. I like that. Um, but I really, really liked uh, how they how they put him in this season and how they utilized uh, him coming back. And that was another thing that I guess the season as a whole did really well is they brought in all these characters. Yes, yes. That were incredible, like these legendary Star Wars characters, but they were not the center of attention. They managed to sort of give them the service that they deserved. Um, while still telling a cohesive story about Mando and about Grogu. Yeah, and uh, I like how they brought back not only, like, legends, but also just, like, characters from the past season, like yeah. uh, Cara Dune and, like, um, mm-hmm. you know, just, like, that the whole crew for the... Um, and Fennec. For, for, the, for the Bill, yeah, for, for the Bill Burr episode and stuff. Um, like, I, like, you had Horatio Sands and stuff, like, coming back. I just really liked how they brought back all those characters because it, it made it feel more like a cohesive storyline and a cohesive universe as opposed to just, like, these characters that appeared for, like, half a scene or, like, yeah. an episode in season one. Like, it definitely kind of really rounded out the universe, like, as far as, like, the Mando storyline goes. And, I, and it, I really liked that. It wasn't until the Ahsoka episode that I really saw what they were trying to accomplish with um setting up the universe and setting up all these other possibilities and these other series that they were trying to do the picture became clear after that episode and and that was sort of the turning point at least as far as my enthusiasm about the direction that they were taking this and where um where all these other series were sort of going to go um but yeah um that's one of the other things I really liked about it. it was just the way they incorporated all these characters. Um, I'll just jump in there quick. It, this wasn't a specific that I really liked, but I just wanted to bring up the fact that um, I feel like space battles, <laughs> like I'm a nerd for space battles. I loves me some yeah. Star Wars space battles, and they've kind of been relegated. Like I feel like in the newer trilogy, like especially in uh, the third movie, there was like barely any space battles and these were like huge you know set pieces of the original trilogy Mm -hmm. and this season fucking brought that back like you had almost every episode you had like a big space battle and it was like a big old dogfight and it wasn't just like oh like these two guys like ships are shooting at each other for a second and like one gets hit it was like back to like the old school like cutting together like world war ii fighter plane footage into like these like really big set piece dog fights and, it, and as i said it wasn't just like two fighters shooting at each other there's always kind of like um theme to the to the fight almost and i, I just really 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 like that that they're kind of bringing back the old school space fights to the series those were always my favorite yeah like the battle like the, the battle of endor like is just so intense like when the X-Wings are, like, going, like, alongside the big ships and, like, the medical frigate and stuff, and the TIE fighters are following them, and they're, like, they're bringing... Like, it's just... It's so intense. And just... Especially when you go from the speed of the battle of Yavin in the in A New Hope compared to uh, fucking Return of the Jedi. It's just, like, fucking mind-blowing. And I always loved it. That's what I was kind of missing. Also from kind of the prequels, too. Like, there was one in Phantom Menace, but it was just, like, this eight-year-old kid who was just shooting down shit by accident. And I was you, like, super you had the sick worried. one. You had an episode two, I believe. You had the really good one between Django and um and uh, Obi Wan. That was a yeah. really good one. I got to shout that one out from the prequel. Yeah, just, that was that was pretty good. They also opened episode three with a big space battle too. That's yeah, right. I just That's wasn't. Right. I just wasn't enjoying. Uh, I mean, it's no Return ones. of the. It's it's no Battle of Endor, Kyle. Like, yeah, I don't. Like, I don't think anything will be, to be honest. And, with you. and then the fucking, and then the the new series, like the new, uh, se- the new sequel ser- series, was just friggin', uh, just it was just I don't know, it was just like kind of devoid of character, you know what I mean? Which is kind of what I like about this. And you know, I think you're totally right. Like they're bringing it in there, and you know, you're seeing Tie Fighters, you're seeing all this stuff, you're seeing all the cool stuff, you're seeing all the stuff you used to love when you're a kid. 
and it, it's 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 just really good um i i really enjoyed also uh we're getting to see bo katan i fucking love that um really great casting yet easy casting because uh it was katie sackoff who played her in this live action but she also did the voice oh, um, really? in the cartoons that's yeah. awesome i didn't know that because there was some controversy about Ahsoka because they thought that the individual who did I can't remember the name of the person who does the voice of Ahsoka in the Clone Wars, but there was that she should have been cast. But I think Rosario Dawson's fantastic. Um, but yeah, Kitty Sackhoff did a great job. Bo Katan is fantastic. Um, she's kind of had a little bit of an unceremonious uh, end to that episode. I'm pretty sure she's gonna be back. I don't know. Maybe I missed. Like, is she is she dead? Like, what is we think? Is she come back? She dead? She's got to fight Mando. She's got to fight Mando. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That was kind of my favorite. That was one of my favorite parts of the episode, where they're like, uh, he's like, I, I, she's like, just take it. And she's like, I can't. He's like, I'm gonna. He goes to fucking Moff, and he's like, Yo, we're. Uh, I'm gonna take you to her. He's like, That should go over well, because he knows exactly what's. It's, yeah. It was so fucking good. Giancarlo, like in that episode, that was like, man, that was like his episode. Like Giancarlo yeah. Esposito killed that final episode like he's just fucking maniacal he's yeah. so good i mean this guy was in do the right thing you mm -hmm. know what i mean like it's so fucking crazy like i was just thinking about it. i mean like from do the right thing all the way to star wars like it's so intense and his character is just so good and i just hope we're gonna get more i hope that's happening um but i, I don't know I, I actually think they nailed all the casting of the Imperial office, uh, officers in this season. Um, yeah, e even fantastic. even I forget the name of the actor that plays uh, um, the guy that's Joe Chill from Batman Begins in the Bill Burr episode. But and they um, had fucking Silas for like another Deadwood. What's his name? What's Silas's name? For Deadwood? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> they had I forgot like, about that. dude like half the cast of Deadwood was in this season. <laughs> yeah, and, which is I'm watching I'm watching Deadwood again. Um, and just like having seen that episode, like the first episode with like the opening scene in the bar, and I'm just like, wow, like like just for somebody who's watching Dead, like Kurt, like at that time currently going through Deadwood, it was a trip. I want to look like look at that last episode a little bit more specifically. Spoilers, obviously, uh, the Luke Skywalker uh, appearance. Um, what did we think about that? Like how? Like what's our thoughts on it? Uh, I mean, it was fantastic. It was so uncanny, uncanny valley though. Like they tried to de-age his voice, and like his voice sounded all fucked up, and his face looked all fucked up, and it just took me really out of it. I feel like they should have just like one hundred percent CG'd him instead of like trying to do this like weird like half and half. I feel like they like took a real actor and then like put like they like mo-capped his face but then like de-aged his face and then put it on like a younger actor i don't know no they should i i heard the best suggestion on this i think it was on reddit sebastian stan the guy who played winter soldier the guy who played bucky mm -hmm. looks exactly like mark hamill and is a good actor yeah a that would be good they should have fucking just recast it it's okay it's okay to recast it i think they wanted to at least in my mind probably give mark hamill one more sort of uh, at bat with that and yeah, because he didn't and like because of the fucking he didn't like the line. And, I, and, I, and I, yeah. I can't fault him for that. I think it was mostly just good point. Uh, I mean, the CG and voice stuff aside, it didn't really take me out of it because I I understood at oh, least the voice though. Ah, see that the the whole thing about that is the way they built it up and the way they revealed it was so awesome that that I was totally okay with with how it was presented. I'm not saying that they couldn't have done a better job, but I'm just saying that. Uh, as like a storytelling mechanism for what they did there, it was very well done. I just don't think you're going to see him much. That's why they did it. Like yeah. I think if you were going to yeah. see him more, yeah. which I could be completely wrong. I mean, with that said, though, I I'm like the de aging thing. I'm generally a completely against de aging. Like they got it away. They got away with it in Rogue One because like she says one line, but this is doing like full on close ups and like conversation and all this kind of stuff. But I will say this: what I loved about that is that like the lightsaber final lightsaber part in the hallway yeah. was like kind of a mirror of the one rogue at the one. end of rogue one yeah like where he's just like oh, absolute yeah like it's it's super cool like he's got the numbers nullified in the hallway and he just absolutely fucking carves through them and like oh, that's slaying like yeah. that's the luke you want to see yeah like yeah. because that's the guy you see because remember Luke's a bitch. I mean, like he survives the fight with Vader, loses his hand. I know in the in the uh, Shadows of the Empire book, 
Vader's very impressed at that because he fucking wastes most people. Uh, but in Jedi, this guy is like walking into Jabba's palace and just being like, I know it seems like we're in a bad situation here, but I assure you, I'm going to kill you. And he just <laughs> and he just owns the shit. Yeah. And he just fucking does it. He takes Vader out. Like, th- he's just the man. And this, he's just, inc- like, he's just, it's there. Like, he is to the to the point now where he's using his force powers. He's crushing dudes with his f- fucking fists. And it's just, it was so good. And it was just very, very, very memorable. But, yeah, the de-aging took it out for me. I mean, some people, I mean, there were, like, what is a, like, first of all, do you think this is going to be, this is a one-off? Or do you think you will see more of him? I, I sorry go ahead Andrew you can go first no no, no 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 go for it go for it I was just gonna say like I have no problem with them uh recasting the part I think the Sebastian Stan thing it's by the way that's been thrown around for a while now yeah. um especially by by Star Wars fans uh on YouTube and social media they've been talking about the Sebastian Stan thing for a while um I don't think the studio has ever even remotely hinted at that they're going to do that so it's mostly just I feel like it's drummed up by fans mostly, but if they're gonna recast him and and put him in stuff, I'm okay with it so long as they don't sort of um, overstay their welcome with it. And I don't know how I feel about it on a whole, like on the whole, but um, I would like to see more like that. Luke Skywalker is what I would like to see more of if we're going to see Luke, because the sequel Luke Skywalker is not Luke Skywalker. So, I mean, if, if they're looking to correct a wrong, okay, go for it. But you know, I I guess we'll just have to wait and see what, what they decide to do. But yeah, I I think if they are going to recast them, there needs to be some sort of like passing the torch scene kind of like, um, they could almost do like, a um, mark hamill like looking like at the like like a memory of himself and in his memory he's like a like the different actor or something um i i don't know if like as 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 you guys were saying i don't think that i don't know if he's gonna be a mainstay but really if he is gonna be a mainstay they they gotta fucking recast him like i can't deal with this uncanny valley fucking um, (laughs) you can't have you can't have it be a thing that's reoccurring you can't have the the de-aging be a reoccurring thing yeah like, and you had what like grand moff tarkin in um yeah one solo oh and it's just like, like like peter cushing looks like he has no life anyway so that was an easy one too <laughs> like he, he just it looks like a corpse yeah so but, but like, even but like one, still like, yeah even in this one like luke had some like weird like shininess to him and his like eyes weren't looking in the right air i don't know it just real like I was on board, like, the whole time I was like, yes, this is fucking sick, like, Luke Skywalker, I love Luke, he's carving, he's car- carving, uh, dark troopers up in the hallway, I'm all about it, and then he takes his hood off, and I'm like, yay! And it's just like, uh, it really <laughs> took me out. Yeah, the, I've, yeah. The best de-aging I've ever seen is Sean Young from Blade Runner 2049, when they brought her, uh, back into the room with, with, uh, with, with Deckard. I have never seen anything remotely close to being that good. That was really good. Was and really good. and it was not only was it good, it was totally believable. And I, I still don't understand how that cannot be replicated. Or how at least the quality of what they did with that can't like is it a matter of budget? Is it a matter of time? Is it a matter of like the the post production house that's doing it? I don't get it. It's Deacons, bro. <laughs> even though he's not, it's Deacons, bro. Even yeah. though he's not even doing it, even it's though he's Deacons. not the one actually doing the effects, it's just they don't want to disappoint him. They're yeah, like, yeah, exactly. they're like, we first of all, we got Ridley Scott, who uh, he's the Graham off Tarkin of fucking film. Um, so like, I don't know, man. I think that's a, I think that's a really good point. Like from an emotional standpoint, when I saw it, I was like, yes. As soon as the X wing landed, I'm like, that's Luke. Mm-hmm. the x-wing lands the green lightsaber comes out i'm like this is luke skywalker 100%. oh i thought it was you know who I, I thought it was the um the uh uh what what the the the, the guy from kim's convenience and uh <laughs> no i knew it wasn't i know what you're <laughs> I thinking swear because... i thought it was them at first i was like oh it's the dudes from before like because they they haven't been talked about and then as soon as i saw obviously when i saw the lightsaber i was like well it's obviously yeah i mean like so i mean i like that it was actual luke not like the broke as fuck one from the new trilogy i mean i like 
I wasn't even mad like that he was grumpy Luke and like I love actually that he tried to kill Kylo Ren I thought that was a really good idea the problem is everything else constructed around him about it you know what I mean like I like this idea of him like I thought they were going to go more in the lines of him seeing really seeing and going through the the evils of dogma and all this kind of stuff but they yeah, didn't actually it was it was they, a cool idea it was just executed poorly yeah, exactly and like again yeah. I'm the kind of person where I don't really care what the decision is as long as it makes fucking sense because everyone can't make everything that's going to fucking impress you, but it has yeah. to make fucking sense if you execute it properly. Um, so, so like for this, it was like really fucking like, it was really fucking good, but like dipping back into anything to do with the Skywalkers, just because I feel like I have trauma. Um, like, I like that we're living in a, like, we're going to be living in a post-Skywalker universe where hopefully he's just in there because he's teaching the Jedis and stuff. Like, if they're going into Thrawn, like, I think eventually they have to kind of do something like that. Um, But, like, I just thought it was really well put, like, I thought it was well put together. I just think that um, I just don't, I like the idea of it being post-Skywalkers and a lot of the... But that we're going to get into the um, the investor call that kind of created that created the news of all these new Star Wars. Um, it's all this new Star Wars content kind of was very much pitching like the post um, yeah. Skywalker situation. So, guys, I want to talk about how the Mandalorian has affected the perception of the Star Wars IP. You know, how has your perceptions changed since the credit rolled on Rise of Skywalker with this kind of new direction of um, of the franchise? Why don't you start us off? Uh, Lanza. um it makes me hopeful for the future for sure um i it, like the franchise was in a pretty dark spot before we had you know mandalorian which was decent it was you know a step in the right direction but it wasn't you know season two mandalorian where it was mind-blowing so you had you know um what the fuck was uh rise of skywalker whatever that fucking movie was called so you had rise of skywalker which was obviously ending the trilogy on a sour note you had Mandalorian, which was like, eh. And then, you know, you had Clone Wars, which is gen gen uh, generally, you know, pretty well received. But I would say at the end of this, there is just a lot more hope. There's a new hope for the Star Wars universe, uh -huh. if I may. Yeah, well, you did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um I mean, I, uh, I had said I was never going to watch Rise of Skywalker. And I, I ended up seeing it, like, I think a month wow, after surprise, it came surprise. out. surprise, surprise. You're a sheep. Yeah, yeah I'm a sheep. Um, it was th it's the worst pile of shit I've ever seen in my life, though. So um, it was horrible. And obviously I, you know, didn't, uh, didn't have any interest, really, in Star Wars after that. Like, I, I was even when this series came out in season one, I was just kind of like, cool. It's Disney Star Wars, and it's a series. Awesome. I don't care, um, and I and it wasn't until this season that I, I that they've piqued my interest to see how they're gonna do things going forward. Um, now that being said, they're doing a lot of shows. Yeah, I'm just worried um, about that brand for that that like like franchise fatigue, the brand fatigue with all of this yes, fucking. That was my first out. thought as well, Andrew, and I think that there's like three or four shows. I'm interested in and the we're going to get into it. Don't start oh. getting into them specifically. Okay. Well, I think like that, like just seeing how many that they're, that they plan on doing has me a little bit concerned, but um, if they, if, if they are going to go this route of, you know, the universe and they're going to establish all of these characters and set them up properly, then I guess we'll see how it goes. I'm willing to give, um, the new blood a chance the new blood being favreau and and rodriguez and filoni and and we'll see how they how they go with it but um i don't know i'm hoping that they put a cap on the jj abrams era of star wars because he's done he's it's not. it's it's not star wars it's and pretty incredible <laughs> it's it's pretty incredible that favreau has essentially relaunched two massive brands. What I don't understand is how they didn't foresee something like this in the first place. Like they bring in a guy like J.J. Abrams, who Dude, the failed first at Star. First, The Force Awakens was a decent movie. I don't know, man. I mean, it was a soft reboot. It was, it was, it was decent. But you know, I assuming liked it. I liked it, it, it was, it was okay. 
In hindsight, it's a pointless movie, though. Because of that's the, the other big two. Movies. Like, yeah. I enjoyed it, but in hindsight, like, that's not JJ's fault, though, essentially. I mean, well, fucking I mean, Ryan, it, John, Ryan Johnson. Well, I mean, you can only blame It's well, Kathleen sure, but Kennedy's fault. Yeah. Let's so, be real here. It's gay. Let's, let's, yeah, it's. I think I think there's enough blame to go around for everybody. Yeah, fuck all of them. Really. It's 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 just that I've been saying bad things about J.J. Abrams since Star Trek because he managed to ruin that IP, and then they put him in charge of an even bigger IP. When I heard he was doing it, I was not pumped about it, even though I may have had some enjoyment over the Force of over the Force Awakens. In hindsight, the movie is meaningless. So essentially, J.J. Abrams goes around ruining franchises, That's and exactly John right. Favreau goes around fixing franchises. Boom! Wow. Also, J.J. Abrams' pedigree isn't vi- movies. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's I don't, not... man, I love Super Eight. I keep bringing it back. I'm to not Super saying. 8. I'm not I saying. I'm not Super saying 8. Super Eight is good, but that's not like establishing like a movie, massive movie franchise, uh, like helming pedigree i mean like he's really really rooted in in t in television he did that he did a solid uh mission impossible movie as well did I'll he do three there. did he do three i think he did yeah three. He did was three. that gross Pro- ghost protocol no that was the just four three. that was the f- that what no was the, the third one the third one is three. With, the one yeah it's with philip seymour Hoffman. oh yeah my yeah. three year right yeah 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 yeah. I mean, like for me, going to the uh, Rides of Skywalker was like watching a public execution. So, like for me, this season has been like the defibrillator. Yeah. Just like it's it's you know we're upgrading from uh, dead to uh, on life support, which is fantastic, which is far superior to what it was before. And I think that you know the fact that uh, John Neal uh, feels uh, somewhat of a childlike wonder with it again is one thing. Because um, he's the Grinch who stole Star Wars, yeah. and he's back. He's back, and you know what? Completely justified because it's garbage. Uh, but now it's like really good. And I love this talk about the post Skywalker era. I love what it's teasing, and I love um, how people feel about it again. Even like, even from a toy standpoint, like Baby Yoda. Like mm-hmm. no, I don't want to get a fucking Kylo. Put some Ren respect shit. on his name. Put some respect on the fucking Grogu. Yeah. Is that really his name? I don't like that. Listen, I love Baby Yoda. <laughs> Grogu's a dumb name. What? I love Grogu. I feel like as soon as they said his name, I'm like, yep, he's a Grogu. Grogu sounds like a character that can beat, that's really good at countering Ryu in Street Fighter. He sounds like a Mortal Kombat character. He does yeah. Grogu. He's yeah. fucking Sub-Zero's fucking half-brother. He's after fucking Goro before Kitaro. <laughs> Secret character. Um, yeah. Yeah. So what I really want to kind of get it with this kind of dovetails into is, you know, a couple weeks ago, Disney dropped. Uh, I mean, was it a couple weeks ago? It was like fucking a few days ago. Um, yeah. Disney time a couple is meaningless. Weeks, the time is I, I'm losing track. Yeah. Anyways, very recently, Disney dropped the new Star Wars development slate with a heavy emphasis on expanding the e, uh, the IP. So I want to talk about some of these projects. Is there any if we're any we're excited for how we feel about it? Um, are, are, do we feel any or a creative stretch? I want to quickly start with the movies because there's not much information about them. The only one that there's really information about is Rogue Squadron, which is going to be held by Patty Jenkins, who does uh, Wonder mm-hmm. Woman, who I don't like Wonder Woman, but she is a v- more than competent director. Yes. Uh, Rogue, I'm excited for Rogue Squadron. That's one of the, f- the few that I'm excited for. Um, I know that she, her, I believe Patty Jenkins, like her father used to be, a fighter, a fighter pilot. pilot. Yeah, yeah, that's why she um, wanted really? to do it. That's yeah, cool. and that was, I think, the main reason why um, she lobbied for that. So, uh, yeah, I'm 100% on board for a Rogue Squadron movie, and that's going to fulfill Andrew Lance's need, I believe, of seeing more fights in, in outer space. I so, like when there's explosions. I like yeah, I'm boom, down boom. with it. I want to be yeah. bombing ATAT factories and shit like that. Like, this Hell is what yeah. We, like, this it's is called what Rogue Squadron. It's, I, like, there better be some, like, you know callbacks to like the rogue squadron game and shit like you know what i mean i feel like this is gonna be the dogfight movie like that's fine yeah. get some characters in there whatever get some characterization but like give me some like extended dogfight sequences well patty yeah. jenkins said because of her father she always wanted to make the greatest fighter pilot movie in history but she did not have the proper story for it but then when this fell into her lap she was like that's the fucking story yeah. So that like, makes me happy to hear. Yes, yeah. like it really sounds good. Also, she, I mean, I don't like Wonder Woman. That I, but my not like Wonder Woman. It. My, it's not even that the movies. It's that eighty years ago they created a character called Wonder Woman, and like 
I just don't like it. You know, I just don't like that character. But Patty Jenkins is a great filmmaker, and to be very honest with you, uh, like it's that's also just my you know up my personal opinion. People really enjoy those movies. She can do it. Um, the, the the production is really good in those movies. Exactly, it's, like, it's the character that she, that you don't like. She is exactly. She is a perfect individual to do these movies. Like to do to do that movie. No, yeah. there's definitely no problem there. I want to move on though because we got a lot to get through. Taika Waititi untitled Star Wars story. I'm very excited for this. Did you see his tweet? He was yes. like, he's like, he's like, I I've been I've been talks to direct a Star Wars movie. I can't believe what did he say? He's like, I can't believe I messed it up or something like that. <laughs> Just like so on the point, like I can't believe what I did to the did to the franchise, like so <laughs> self aware, so on brand, so on point. That like, makes me feel better about it. At least yeah. that he's self aware about about all these things that have been happening. That, I think that's we, good. I think I can speak for all of us say when we're talking with TD fans, he does great. Yes, it's fantastic yeah, for sure. Ryan Johnson is set to do a new trilogy. I thought they were canning that. Are they canning it? But like, I Screen Ranch just put up two days ago that Ryan Johnson is set to do it. I have not heard anything about it, yeah. so this this is this is news to me. I I mean, I heard that it was like happening, maybe, but I also heard that there was like the Game of Thrones guys. Well, what are the names? Fucking Benioff and Vice. Yeah. We're gonna be doing one, and that got canned. And then I heard that uh, Ryan Johnson was doing one, and that got canned. So this is news to me for sure. Hold on but- a second here, John. You're correct. This got. I'm reading. Uh. I'm reading some insider stuff from fucking December 12th, 2020. It has been scrapped. So fuck you, people on the internet. I'm okay with that. Which is good. I'm fine. I'm fine with that. I'm absolutely Mm. fucking fine with it. Uh, Then there's going to be, and this is kind of one of the big signals that they're moving in a Marvel direction uh, because Kevin Feige is supposed to be uh, rumored to be directing uh, a movie uh, of it. And uh, as you know, he's the... uh, you know, one of the orchestrators of the Marvel universe and the Marvel mm-hmm. extended universe, one of like the architects of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, yeah, he's like the guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, he's the mastermind. Um, and JD Dillard of, uh, who did Luke Cage is also going to be doing one. I'm not sure. All of these are still kind of, um, up in the air in terms of like what they're actually going to be. But yeah. that's I feel like, like where I feel like going. Disney's just like throwing a bunch of pasta at the wall and seeing what sticks and like whatever people are hyped about. They're like, yeah, we're going to develop that one. Yeah. J.D. Dillard, I mean, like, Luke Cage was pretty good. I mean, and he's a competent showrunner. So, like, I think what they're trying to do is, is you know, bring about younger, like, younger people as opposed to, you know, like, as well as, you know, some of the some of the more established people. Um, let's get into the TV, though. So, so the TV uh, stuff, though. So, uh, the big one that's just recently been talked about is the Book of Boba Fett. I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's, that one's a new announcement, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. it because it was at the, there was a little teaser at the end of um, at the end of uh, the season two finale. Yeah. Well, was there? Yes. No, after the credits, you didn't after see the that? credits. After the credits, yeah. Oh, Fuck, I didn't see that. What am oh I doing? Oh my, with my god! Life? If there's Star Wars uh, fans that that listen to this, they're gonna crucify you in the comments. Yeah, they're gonna be like, "What the fuck? Are you re- you know what you're doing? You are fucking really lowering our credibility." That's not good. He was high, guys. He was honestly high. just edit me out of this entire podcast. <laughs> oh I'm not even recording your parts. Uh, I don't even want to tell I, you what I, happens. You have I, to see what you? He hasn't um, even seen what happens. Well, fuck. Now I'm gonna have to go back and watch that episode again. Oh, I guess. My yeah. Well, like, I'm it's, sorry. I got I got to like the fucking credits, and I was like, I don't know. I'm not gonna is. lie to you. I stopped it right after. Like, I don't. Go, I'm not going to the credits on the TV show. So someone, what happened was we we were then informed, you know, I, you know, we heard it through the the social media and the fucking internet pipeline, yeah. and uh, like I'm really excited about that. I love what they're doing with Boba Fett. He's fucking sick. I mean, I'm I'm down for all like more Boba Fett. Like that's that's one of the shows I'm excited about. Um, and that's the one that Robert Rodriguez is attached to. Yes, that's sick. That's yeah. sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's gonna be a there's like a um like a mercenary animated show, right? What was that one called? Bad Batch. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, there's yeah. that one kind of looks like a dirty, like dirty dozen kind of like fucking uh Republic Commando. Um, if well, you all remember, there's a Rangers of the New Republic, and then there's the Bad Batch is the uh animated yeah, I was one talking too. about Bad Batch, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, like, I my only thing with like Book of Boba Fett is like, let's not get he's gonna try fucking Robert Rodriguez is trying to do El Mariachi style for 12 grand, he's just gonna donate blood <laughs> to fucking get it. the cash to do it, shoot it on an AREST. He's gonna fucking, shoot it on an S2, he, a Bolex. He's fucking cinematographer, director, and composer yeah. on, <laughs> on it. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want to point out. One, I want to shout out one thing I did not enjoy about Boba Fett. I didn't like that he was wearing a cloak under his armor. I thought it looked awkward. I think fucking Mando looks sharp as fuck. I think all the Mandalorians look sharp as fuck. I think Boba Fett pre um, Mandalorian looks sharp as fuck. Him with the I don't. It looks like he's like wearing his armor on top of his like winter coat. It's like <laughs> he's going out for Halloween and his mom's like, "No, you got to wear your winter coat." And then he put his armor on top of it. I don't know. It just looks really awkward to me. I did like, like, yeah. I did, I did like the new paint job though that they wheeled him out. Oh, that looks slick. The armor seven. looks slick. Don't get yeah. me wrong. It's just yeah, the yeah. armor on top of like his kind of black cloaky thing. I don't mind the, I don't mind the darker fabric underneath. You're, I think you're trying to say he's a bit too bulky. Is bulky, that what you're trying yeah, to say? That's what I'm trying to say. He looked, it looked too bulky. I didn't like the silhouette. Like Mandalorians look always very sleek. Yeah. Very like their silhouettes very, um, you know, sleek, fucking hard edges and that just kind of like made it as you as that's a perfect terminology is bulky to me cool obi-wan kenobi that's the one i'm most excited yeah. for. ewan mcgregor back in the saddle like the part he was born to play essentially coming back that's what i'm most excited for i don't care what's happening in that show i feel like that's going to be good just it's having my- ewan mcgregor being on the screen it's my favorite of his roles where he's not doing heroin <laughs> exactly yeah, uh, that one I'm also Boba Fett and Obi Wan. I'm really excited about. I'm still kind of sitting here wondering what exactly they're gonna do for that show because, I mean, at this point he's just on Tatooine protecting Luke, right? So I'm still it's after Revenge of the Sith, yeah, 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 yes, yeah. yeah. So I'm sort of kind of wondering exactly how they're gonna one how they're gonna bring uh, Vader into it because Christensen's coming back to play Darth Vader. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'll just have to wait and see, but I love Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi. That was probably my favorite thing about the prequels to be honest. He's the best. He's the best part of the prequels. 100%, yeah. 100%. Yeah. That uh, and obviously Jar Jar. Jar Jar. Yeah. Jar Jar Binks is fantastic. Great casting. <laughs> um, Great everything. Great writing. Great visual effects. Just bring me, give me an entire Jar Jar Binks series. I th- do, you, do you think do you think this this uh, Obi Wan show is gonna be just you and McGregor being like a curmudgeon hermit on Tatooine just with like salt in his ass? I mean, just salt. <laughs> with just, just sand in his ass crack, just yelling at Jawas and shit. Yeah, chasing <laughs> around Tusken Raiders. I'm wondering if they're gonna bring Darth Maul for it, like in Clone Wars. I mean, they've they've I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Interesting. Uh, Cassian Andor. I don't give a fuck. I, I just don't. I, I, I don't can't. A, I honestly, I saw that and I was like, I don't give a shit. Watch it be the sleeper best one. I'm all for that. Listen, I'm all for being surprised. Yeah. But like it, the character, I'm not like, I'm not interested. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I agree. It's supposed uh, to be like a tense thriller. It's rebel spies, man. It's all about rebel spies. I don't know. We'll <laughs> if it's good, I'll watch it. If it's not good, I won't. If watch it ends it. up being good, that's f- listen. I'm all for all of these being good. Oh, like, they're all good. I'll watch them like, all. But it's yeah. like if I hear one's terrible, I'm probably not going to watch it. Yeah, the bad bad. Unless it's Obi Wan. If I if I heard it, if I heard Obi Wan was terrible, I'd still watch yeah, it. Yeah, I'd still watch it. Um, let's move on to the bad batch. We just talked about that. Any excitement for that? I'm interested. I'm interested. Interested. Yeah. Yeah. So there's obviously the Ahsoka was has been t- teased and all that kind of stuff. So with the Ahsoka series, that I am fucking absolutely jacked for yeah that's the co one i'm most interested in i I I would watch that for sure i agree i I actually one that if i heard was bad i'd still watch yeah i actually think that probably is the number one for me that i'm interested in over obi-wan yeah i think so i think so just because i mean it's ahsoka in live action right like after i finished all of the clone wars and rebels stuff i I really really like her character she might have one of the it might be one of the best characters in all of Star Wars. The irony here is that I absolutely fucking hated the prequels for a long period of time, but am most excited about the prequel type characters. Like yeah. Obi Wan is obviously in A New Hope, but I am like super interested in those two the most. Okay, let me ask you guys this: You guys are a little more familiar with the Clone Wars than I am. So why is Ahsoka never mentioned in episode three? If she's like such a huge character in the pre, like in the pre, like, is that just like an oversight? Like what, what's up with that? 
I would think it's mostly because George didn't have Clone Wars really planned out. Or it's kind of like the kind of like the New Hope thing, right? Where you know, I don't necessarily know if like he did he know that Luke was going to be Leia's brother until yeah. he wrote, you know, The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. I don't know. So it's just one of those things where you're just kind of like, whatever. It's just it was made after the fact. Yeah, but Go along wh- with it. when did when did Revenge of the Sith drop? Two thousand three. Okay, so Clone Wars. I think the first episode was well after that. Yeah, because yeah. we we had the cl- we had the um. It's two thousand eight. Yeah, we had the what do you call it? What's the guy from Samurai Jack? Oh, um, you had the fucking uh, Tartakovsky. Yeah, Tartakovsky uh, yeah. Clone Wars. You had that, and there yeah. was which no is fantastic. In that. No. Oh, yeah. it's so good, but that's that not that's yeah. not canon at all. That's yeah. just like that. I think at the time it was canon, but then after the fact, like that. Yeah. Was shit, like so, that was I think retcon. it was. I think it was an after. I think it was an afterthought because, like, during the prequel trilogies, he's trying to be a master so he can like take on a Padawan and stuff like that, and they deny him. So, like, I think they kind of like filled in that part of the discussion with it, and I think in hindsight that's the best story from that era mm-hmm. like it really gets into you know a lot like especially when it starts going into like man the mandalorian lore and all that kind of shit and like all that shit with savine and all that like it was really 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 good yeah okay the now other- i have another question for you guys if i were if, like i've i've dabbled in clone wars like i've seen like bits here and there if if i were to watch clone wars now i know that there's two trains of thought where it's like i can watch it chronologically or in release what do you guys recommend I mean, just watch it chronologically, like chron- chronologically. Well, because like you can, like it wasn't released chronologically. Like it jumps around in the t- in the timeline. Like mm-hmm. if you watch it, like episode one, two, three, four, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then there is, I I found a Reddit thread that actually links to all the episodes in chronological order. I the right? cro- I I know what you're talking about. I've seen oh, that. Oh, sorry. I, like, I, yeah, I didn't get what you were trying to say. I, yeah, I, chronological I, and time frame, or right. chronological yeah, as right, in like right. release. Oh. So the release and like chronological, like and like timeline are two different things. I watched them from like order of release. Yeah, same. And then I like started dabbling into that because I know which Reddit um, thing you're talking about. It actually links the the Reddit thread links it like. I I honestly I I honestly think in hindsight that that's what you should do. I really watch it in like chronological order, not release order. Yeah, watch it in chronological order. I always love it when these like when like this is one thing I love about other fans is that some of them are so creative with it that they'll suggest things like that, and it kind of, like, enriches the experience. I would definitely try it like that, because it jumps around, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it does. So, yeah. I want to keep moving, guys. Uh, Rangers of the New Republic. Nah. Eh. That, that, yeah. That's a big meh. Yeah. There's there's Lando. Oh, they're trying to do Wait, the they, solo they, thing. And they said they didn't say if it's going to be Billy D or um, <laughs> It's just or, uh, Billy Donald D. Williams. Glover. He's drinking cold 45. Um... <laughs> Imagine it's both. If it's both, fuck, I'm down. Whatever. That sounds kind of cool. So Justin, uh, Justin Simeon, who did the show, uh, the Netflix show, Dear White People, is the showrunner. Um, there's talk about Donald Glover. I'm not sure where that's at. Um, but like, I that's a show I have to be convinced to watch. Yeah, I have. I mean, you guys like? Did you guys like Donald Glover in Solo? I still haven't seen Solo. I don't really. What? I don't like how they did him. But I like, I think he's good in the role. You know what I mean? Like, I'm surprised I, like, you haven't seen Solo, John. I have no interest in Solo. No, he's no. He's, come on, it's so good. Mm, yeah, it's such a great no, movie. No, no, I'm good. What? <laughs> I'm sur- I am genuinely <laughs> surprised. It's I'm a good. great flick. Star Wars. I know you, Star Wars? you. You've been bigging it up for the longest time. Everyone else doesn't like it though. So I'm I'm good I don't with. know what you're talking about. I've everybody I've talked to, especially Star Wars fans, have liked it. Well, I mean, if you only talk to certain Star Wars fans, I'm sure they're going to like it. Well, but I don't know. At least I've seen the movie and can make an educated. Uh, get, uh, I believe you, know. you said it was universally praised. And okay, maybe not universally. Maybe if I said mm. if I said universally, I'll take that back. But it was generally reviewed in a positive manner. I think what happened that. with it is like the just the overall box office didn't work out, so they p- kind of pulled back on it. Obvi- and then also yeah. it was like marred with production issues, like changing. And like, there was brand Ron fatigue Howard. at the time too. It's like you well, know, yeah. it was like well, coming off like the whole the whole the whole situation with it is like they created instead of one year gaps, two years gaps, two year gaps uh, it's between like eight the se- month gaps. 
Yeah, but what happens is, well, they created that so they could start slotting in these, like, anthology series, yeah. like, fucking, like, Rogue One and then fucking Solo, but it just didn't, like, it didn't pan out, and they kind of changed that strategy, and then I think now looking at the whole TV situation, they understand that that's, that's where they're, they're pivoting to that, for sure, because yeah. there was going to be the Boba Fett movie, they were going to do the Star Wars uh, Yeah, uh, the whole stories. thing was coming in, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was the next one, it was going to be, like, Rogue One then solo and then a boba fett movie and they're fully just turning that into whatever mandalorian spinoff they're gonna do i yeah. still think they're investing too much in movies at this point yeah like the only reason they can really get a, like like disney can deal with it because i mean they they have like they're the way they're bringing in money is so diversified that they can like like they can take risks like that but i think the tv um is really like that i mean that's where it is i gotta keep moving though guys oh wait oh. i just have one quick hot take okay, i think hot take. W- it, as far as movies go what they need to do is what they were going to do with the benny hoff and vice maybe not sign on for a trilogy but they need to do an old republic movie just fucking erase like just not erase but just like completely go back in time detach themselves completely from the skywalker or whatever and just do an old republic movie that's a standalone movie that has the potential for spinoffs but i want you to hold on own. to that thought though because there is something coming up about that so right it's out. called the acolyte so it's the same runner yeah. as uh showrunner as uh russian doll who is i believe leslie headland uh it's the first star wars show to take place during the high republic era which was like 400 years before the trade federation started their austerity measures fucking up everyone's 40k 401ks and phantom menace um so 400 years before that so it's really the first one that's taking place uh during that time period well then, i should have looked into that i did not know that well that's fucking great lance <laughs> listen there's like Wonderful. fucking 96 star wars announcements for disney's i'm sorry yeah. i missed i missed one of the it's, 96 it's all in the same which, i was which, on which, this investor call i was on this fucking call yeah. which star which which star wars expansion is the d2 soft reboot the fucking <laughs> is the mighty ducks which I, i'm excited for the mighty ducks soft reboot that's my favorite uh, star wars that's yeah. so, Okay, so actually, Lance, this was actually kind of an interesting one that I want to talk about. It's called Star Wars Visions. Uh, it's a first ever Star Wars anime that's going to be basically like done. Oh, I heard about vignette. this, and like different. It's going to be like different anime um, directors doing yes. each episode, right? Yeah, I heard about. This. I fucking really that's like gonna that's be a really. Sick. Yeah, it's gonna be. It reminded me of. Uh, do you remember Animatrix back in the day? Oh, yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, like the like for people that don't know, Animatrix was like. Um, based on the Matrix, it came out in between. I think the first and second movie, yes. and it was like a straight to DVD. They played uh, one of them, which was like um, a Final Fantasy. Like the people that did a Final Fantasy movie, they did like an episode Final Flight of the Osiris. Anyway, reminded me of that. Just like a little anthology series that um, even like what what's what's that one on Netflix now? Um, Love and Robots. I don't know if you guys have seen. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's. I feel like it's. It should be. It, like it's going to be a little bit like that. Like each one's going to be its own kind of vibe. Each one's going to be its own little flavor. There, I'm very excited for this one. Like it, kind of like an anthology series. I think it's going to be really cool. Take take the series, and especially it's going to be anime. Like man, like you know, I'm fucking. I'm a sucker. But I think it's going to be good. I'm excited for this one. I think it's going to be. Re- I'm all for them doing really cool stuff like that. You know what I mean? Really experimenting with it because mm-hmm. that kind of like because I thought even though it's not canon now, I was really really enjoy the tartakovsky um clone wars because i just really enjoy the animation style with it it was really really good i like the idea that they're even going to take one more step to it and really kind of go into the you know that anime style and really like because i mean there's so many like i've only just started scratching the surface with anime in terms of like from like attack on titan and all that kind of stuff and expanding out from there that was kind of like my gateway drug if but, you need like, recos let me know yeah trust me i know um <laughs> i'm aware um like you know what i mean so it's really cool like there's so many talented people that they can tap for this and it's just gonna be really good um the final one is uh there's it's a it's it's supposed to be a story on droids a droid story Um, yeah yeah, a droid story um does anybody remember the animated droid show back in the day no yeah i never watched there was like a there was like an ewoks one too it was back to back with the ewoks four o'clock on a fucking sunday afternoon i remember i I like i caught random like bits here and there i'm always like these are terrible like even as a kid i know that i knew they were bad in hindsight there was nothing to do in the winter and a sunday afternoon uh so i just fucking watched them and they are objectively terrible (laughs) um i hope it's cool droids 
I don't know. What like that's another one that's like I'm like man. Okay, as far okay, what was this old Republic one you were saying? Was is that a movie or a TV show? Sorry, it's a it's show. That's a show. Yeah. Okay, and it's like the Russian Doll. Yeah, so the showrunner, her name is Leslie Headland. That show is very interesting, Russian Doll. I found it. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, my girlfriend was watching it. I started like hanging on to watch it, and it was just really good. And I think, um, someone with that level of storytelling doing a Star Wars series, I really like the possibilities of it. And also, it's just such a cool time frame because the There's idea so of, many possibilities and because that, the old republic frame. is incredible like knights of the old republic and all that kind of shit is it's fucking ripe right now like nothing's yeah. been other than like games that are like not even considered canon anymore like you need to use those games as like a framework like use that storyline as a framework and then like that that entire like that's just a whole new ip is set like almost like you have jedi and you have lightsabers kind of and like you have mandalorians kind of well, I mean, you have those things, but it's like, you know, new, like early iterations of them. And it's just like, yeah, it's just ripe for the taking. Like, you, there you go, guys. Have fun. Like, go nuts. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, we got to get going. We have definitely done more than a full hour on this. Uh, I think we can all agree that The Mandalorian has kind of, you know, reawakened reinvigorated reinvigorated and re-justified the love of star wars because i think we kind of felt a little jilted um and okay so if we were really really (laughs) we were really 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 jilted um which as you can tell if you uh heads up listen to the uh rise of skywalker it's one of our first podcasts when we were the mind refinery podcast that's the first one yeah uh i believe so yeah very first one yeah, and uh, you know what I mean? John was uh, drinking heavy and because yep. uh, he had to because I completely understand it. And I, I think we're just hoping that the rest of this pans out because I think they've really started something fantastic. I almost um, – sorry, Kyle. I almost kind of – I keep remembering that conversation and you talking about how you wish Star Wars could be like comics in that you could have sort of a one-off – uh, movie or or something uh, about a character and, and but it be from someone's own perspective kind of thing yeah do you remember yes. that yes i do um like like joker right for yes, example 100 percent. yeah um the more that i the more that we go along with this the more i wish that would be how it sort of would become because Seems this, like they're heading that direction, to be, be honest. Which is good, because, I mean, the sequels are just, no. And I almost just kind of feel like that everything should, from after Return of the Jedi, should almost be treated like like Legends to some degree. Because, well, it seems like that's kind of the, like, I feel like they're just going to ignore it. Like, they're, they're not going to reference it. It's going to be a thing, like, it's going to be canon, but they're just going to 100% ignore it. Like, there's nothing... There's no real big impact on the entire storyline in that in that trilogy, like you know what I mean. So it's like they they're just gonna ignore it. I hope so. Yeah. Just push it out to the fringes. On that note, guys, thank you so much for doing this, and uh, everyone have uh, hopefully you have a safe holidays and everything, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Peace. Happy holidays, y'all.